the world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow Hello, and hearts can friends. be shaped welcome for the kingdom. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm Audrey McCracken. I am excited and welcome to, to Grace for My Home. with you this week. And um, I was thinking, as I was preparing for today to talk with you, I was thinking, what can I share about what's going on in our life? Because I'd like to give you guys a little update, you know, kind of what's going on in the McCracken house. And um, I was struggling because there's really not a whole lot going on right now. We're just doing the day in, day out stuff. And I thought, well, the only exciting news news lately is that my son Caleb is going to a Rubik's Cube competition. He he has been doing the Rubik's Cube for several years now. He just he loves it. He is great at it, but he's never been to like a formal tournament. This is it's like a whole big deal. I had no idea. There's I mean, it's like a big deal, right? And people from all over the world go to these tournaments and compete, and he's never done that, and he wants to go and see how he measures up. And the closest one to us has been about four or five hours away. And I told him, you know, I just, Caleb, that's hard for me to do. Um, you know, can't, let's just pray that something closer comes. And he said, Mama, nothing's been closer since the 80s. And, you know, and that seems like eternity for him because he's 12. And I said, well, let's just see. I said, let me, let me, let me think about it. I just don't know. That's a big commitment. Well, he came running in my bedroom the other night and said, Mama, one's opened up in Charlotte, which is only about two hours away from us. So what you going to say? You know, I said, pray and a competition opens up in Charlotte and it's the first time ever. And, you know, how are you going to say no to that? So I said, well, let's make plans. So he's he's so excited about that. He wants to see how he measures against these other cubers that he's seen on on YouTube and 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 around the, and around the world, they come from all over. So we're that's exciting. So as you can tell, when that's the most exciting thing that's going on, you don't live a very exciting life. But I'm okay with that. You know, <laughs> I have enough to keep me busy. You know, I I, I get excited over the little things. But I, I wanted to share with you today. You know, what has been on my heart, and hopefully it will be an encouragement to you. You know, we need to hear from the Lord for ourselves. And I hope you don't get tired of me saying that or drilling that. And I'm saying it for me, not just for you, but for me. You know, we either either through his word or, you know, through prayer, we need to keep that line of communication open with the Lord because he is our life. He is the one who directs our path. And so we need to hear what he's saying and have a heart that is open and receptive to obeying what he's saying. 
And lately, he's been, there's just been this um, going back and forth through the through the word. You know, I think about how many times Jesus gave commands that to us in the natural, they seemed a little a little hard, a little difficult. You know, twice in the scripture there were there was a man who could not walk. Once in the book of John, John five, you know, Jesus healed a man who could not walk and he said, Get up, take your bed and walk. You know, and at one it says that, you know, at once the man was healed and he took his bed and he walked. And then there was another time in Matthew, Matthew Matthew nine, where he healed the man who was lame, that his friends put him on a stretcher and put him through the roof where Jesus was. And he said to him, arise and rise and walk. You know, when you think about that, you know, for us to look at someone who cannot walk or has never walked and say, you know, you need to rise up and walk. That would be very cruel. You know, that would be very hurtful. But when Jesus says it, it's different. Because Jesus' words have power. And whenever he tells us to do something, even if it's something for us is impossible, just him saying it, just him giving the command provides the power for us to do it. Isn't that awesome? And, you know, I thought about that. I thought, you know, when God calls us to do something, when God tells us, I want you to do this, he provides what we need to do it. He gives us the ability, the power to do it, even if it's something that we've done before or we've tried to do before and not been successful. You know, I think about Peter. One of Peter's first encounters with with Jesus was when he used the boat to go out on the, the Sea of Galilee to speak a word to the people. And Afterwards, he told Peter, go out, cast your nets and bring in a, in a haul. And he said, Lord, we've been up all night. You know, we have toiled all night long. We've caught nothing. He said, but at your word, I will do that. And Peter was successful, not because he was a great fisherman. He had tried all night. But he was successful because he obeyed the word of the Lord, because Jesus said, do it. And you know that is the key for us as 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 Christians we have to have ears to hear what is god saying do now and then do that and when we have ears to hear what he is saying and we go and we do that then our efforts will be successful even if we've tried it before and failed see sometimes we get in our head what we want what we think we're going to do and we go and do it and it doesn't turn out the way we intended or the way we expected and it may be God's will it may be what he's called us to do but it may not be the time you know I think about Moses when Moses was you know he was brought up in the court of Pharaoh and it says he went out and he saw an Egyptian and that Egyptian was beating one of the slaves, one of the Israelite slaves. And Moses killed that Egyptian. And he was setting his people free. It's like there was something in him that, you know, this is my calling. This is what I'm called to do. But the next day when he went out and there were two Israelites arguing, you know, one of them said, what are you going to do to us? Are you going to kill me like you did the Egyptian yesterday? 
And so Moses knew that someone, someone knew what he had done and he ran. And, you know, he ran and his people did not, you know, those men didn't recognize Moses as their deliverer because it wasn't time. So he stepped out to do what God had called him to do, but it didn't work out the way he had planned because God, he had other things that he was doing in Moses' heart that was going to take a long time to get him ready. But when when God told him, when God called him at the burning bush, he said, now it's time to go. And you notice Moses wasn't so quick to run to it this time. He was a little more cautious because he knew in his own strength and his own ability, I can't do this. You know, that's when we're strongest for the Lord. That's when we're more, that's when we he is able to use us is when we have come to that point where we have failed and we know we can't do it in our own strength, that's when we're strong. No, Paul said, it's when I'm weak that I'm strongest because then it's the power of God that's working in me. So I just wanted to read for you or read with you from Isaiah chapter 52 verses 1 and 2. It says in Isaiah 52, starting in verse 1, it says, Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For there shall no more come into you the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake yourself from the dust and arise. Be seated, O Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. And I'm going to read on to verse 3. It says, For thus says the Lord, You were sold for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. Now, I know that this was um, an exhortation to the people of Israel when they were in bondage because of worshiping idols. They, They left God. They worshiped idols. They were not faithful. And so they were driven into captivity. And this is an exhortation that your time is almost up, that you're about to be redeemed, that you're about to be brought back to the holy city. But I also think we as Christians today can take from this because we have been redeemed. You know, we were sold into slavery because of sin and God has redeemed us without money. He's redeemed us with the precious blood of his son, Jesus. And I just see this as he's calling us. He's saying, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For there shall no more come unto you the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake yourself from the dust and arise. Be seated, O Jerusalem. Loose the bonds from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. He's talking to his people. He's talking to his nation of Israel. And, you know, we have been grafted in. We are now his people also, along with Israel. We are his people. And he's saying, rise up, shake off that dust that that has settled on you, you know, and be seated and be dressed in the beautiful things that I have given you. And I hear that as a call to us. You know, he's not called us to do something that he's not empowered us to do. He has redeemed us. He has, you know, it says that we have beauty for ashes. You know, it says that 
he has given us the garment of salvation. He said our garments were just filthy rags, but he has clothed us with, with his garments, with, with his salvation. You know, we, he is a king and we are his bride. And so he, he's coming back to get us, right? He's coming back to get his bride. So he is calling us to walk worthy of the calling that he has given us. And, you know, there are seasons when we go through dark times. There are seasons when we go through heaviness. You know, every Christian goes through those times. We all have those seasons. And I think that, it, you know, and sometimes those seasons come on because of things that we have done. You know, sin, um, disobedience, go, turning away from the Lord. It causes us to go places that we don't want to go. It really does. I mean, like, like Israel here, it's talking about them. They were sent into captivity because they refused the Lord when he called them and beckoned them through his prophets. They refused him and they would not turn away from their idols. And so they went into captivity. And sometimes we also, because we turn our back on the Lord, we can go into dark places. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's just part of being a Christian. You know, think about Jesus. Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit. He did not go there because of sin. He did not go there because he had done anything wrong. He did not stumble into it by accident. He was led there. There are seasons when we are, when we have to go through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, and it says that he is with us, you know, his, and he leads us. He is our shepherd and he leads us through that valley. And thankfully, we're not made to stay there. That's not our home. But sometimes we have to pass through it. And but then there are times when we've been in that place and he's calling us out and it feels like we're stuck. It feels like, you know, I don't know where I missed God. I don't know what happened. I don't know where he is. But right now I'm stuck. And, you know, it may be an area where you're struggling. You know, I've had seasons where I have struggled with besetting sins. You know, it says those are the sins that you just, you can't not, you can't, you can't get over them. You know, they just, they keep, it's like you keep trying to walk forward and they keep pulling you back. And those are times when it just feels impossible. You know, it, where we become, we, we come face to face with our inability to serve Jesus in our own strength. And wonder why on earth does he love me? <laughs> why on earth did he, does he love me in the first place? And those are the times when we need to hear him calling us. Those are the times when we need to hear him say, awake, awake, put on your strength. O Zion, you are not weak. The Our adversary, the enemy, he wants us to see ourselves and to think of ourselves as weak. But God says, you are strong. I give you my strength. He says, put on your strength. You know, we have to put on the armor of God. We have to believe that we are strong women, even when we don't feel strong. We are strong because he's given us his strength. And we have to decide, 
I'm going to be a strong woman because I believe that whatever he has called me to do, he has given me the strength and ability to do. And if he's told me to put on the strength, then there's strength. You know, and when it says, you know, you shake yourself from the dust and arise, I believe that if he has called me to shake off this heaviness, this darkness that is trying to suck the life out of me, then he's given me the ability to do it. If he has said, arise, then, you know, like that man who was crippled, if anybody else said, arise, he wouldn't arise. He couldn't arise. But when Jesus says, arise, he could arise and be seated, O Jerusalem. God has a seat for us. He has a plan for us. He has a, a position for us. Now, I don't mean you know, a position where people will look at us and say, oh, wow, look at her. You know, God rarely does that, right? It's a a place that he has prepared for us. It says he has prepared a place for us in the presence of our enemies. Then he says, loose the bands from your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. If he has told us to loose those bands, then we can do it. And I believe today he is saying that to us. I have called you for a purpose. I'm giving you my confidence. I'm giving you my strength. Don't see yourself as weak. Don't see yourself as less than. I have paid my precious blood for you. That's how much I think of you. And I know right now you feel like, you know, I've tried and I've tried and it's just never been good enough. I just keep falling. But I want to tell you, try again. You know, like Peter where he said, Lord, we've, ta- we've toiled all night, but at your word, we'll try again. And I just want to encourage you, try again. You know, at the word of the Lord, try again. And, you know, when you try to get up, your, your ankles may be weak. You know, you may, it may not be pretty. It may not be smooth. You may not get up and jump around. But if you can just hobble up, and then maybe then you can walk a little bit. And then maybe then you can walk a little further and a little stronger. And then maybe then you could jump a little. And before you know it, you could be dancing, doing the things that God's called you to do because he's empowered you to do them. And, you know, you're not doing them in your own strength and you're not doing them alone because he promised he'd never leave us and he'd never forsake us. And I want to dance with him. You know, I want to dance with him in my home where nobody sees me. I want to enjoy my family where, where I'm not, I'm not visible to the world, but I'm hidden in Christ. I want to do, I want to rejoice with him in my heart because I know his presence is with me. And then it can spill over on my home and on my children and my husband and on those, those who come here. And so I hope this has been an encouragement to you today. There's going to be times, maybe you're not in that dark time right now. Maybe you're not stumbling right now. But it happens to all of us. You know, we all go to that place. And I just want to encourage you that when you're there, remember, I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with me. You know, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. And you're going through. And you're going to come out on the other side. And through it all, He will never leave you. And when he says get up, 
and he says, rise up, it's time to shake off the dust, do it by faith, even if you don't feel like you can. Amen. I love you guys, and I hope that this has been an encouragement to you today. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing in your home and in my home. You know, it isn't, isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit, that He is working in our homes? He is strengthening us mamas to be the women that He's called us to be. And in the midst of it, we're spilling over and watering the little ones that He's put under, under our, our care. You know, and He loves them. He loves them more than we love them. As we wrap up today, I want to let you know that each week I send encouraging messages to my subscribers, just a word, a scripture, something to help you through the week. If that is something you'd like to receive and you'd like to get on that list, please go to my blog, graceformyhome.com and subscribe and I'll get you on that list. I want to pray for you before uh, before we go. Lord, I thank you for all of my friends who are listening, and I pray for faith to grow in their hearts. And I pray, Lord God in heaven, that it would spill over to their little ones, that, Lord God, that you would give us a new hope, that, Father, that we would hear your voice in the areas where we feel incapable or we feel like we've tried and tried and failed, that, Lord, you, we would hear you calling us once again to just try one more time. And, Lord, at your command, we will try one more time, Lord. We'll throw our net back out. And Lord, and I thank you. I thank you today for grace, Lord, and that your grace is always enough and that you're always with us and you'll never leave us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.